This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. In the squadron, they called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, happening now, as they say on television, happening now, I'm looking at the Bob Menendez, Senator Menendez. He just walked out of court with about 75 cameras all around him. He pleaded not guilty. He's there with his uh, his girlfriend, his wife, Nadine. She's charging this thing as well. Uh, They're holding hands. Um, Nothing wrong with holding hands, but I, you know what? Sometimes they do it a little bit too much. You know what I mean? We're a solid united front. I mean, you can sometimes walk with your wife and you're not holding hands, right? That happens sometimes. It looks a little forced. All right. I get it. You want to, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I do get it. There's a certain thing. You've known each other long enough. You're holding hands. I mean, it's one thing at night, romantic walk, but let's not pretend there's anything romantic or what, what you're going through right now. He pleaded not guilty and then got into a car. You know, they're just really everyone's telling him to resign, resign. He must resign. Democrats all over the place. The governor, the senator. And I'm like, wait, where were these guys the last time he got indicted? Remember, he was indicted before, hung jury, uh, that was actually voting, leaning toward, uh, letting him off the hook. It was 10 to 2, not guilty. 10 to 2, not guilty. They can pull the jurors, and that's what they found out. He was accused. Similar charges, not as graphic, I guess, not as obvious, but, uh, you know, accepting bribes from that rich eye doctor. Anyway, um, uh, why weren't they calling for his resignation back then? And I looked it up. They weren't. He was still the head of the Foreign Relations Committee. He was still, he's like, he was a, a senator just doing his thing. He was going on the Fox News Sunday show. They wouldn't even ask him about it. But now it's like, whoa, whoa, must resign. Much Two things. Number one, it's a little bit more in your face. The gold, the cash, right? Harder to explain. But the real thing, why they want him gone is he's expendable. He wasn't expendable before. Why? Well, when a senator ha- resigns, it's a vacancy and, uh, the governor gets to pick the replacement. And the last time he was going through this stuff, it was Governor Christie, Christie, Chris Christie, a Republican. Who? Well, you never know with Chris Christie. He's always out for himself. Uh, most likely would have picked a Republican. And the Democrats couldn't have that. Now they got uh, Wokester Murphy, right, Governor Murphy. Hey, give me a break. They want his wife to run for the Senate, Tammy. Are you kidding me? After I found out what I found out, where this guy stands on trans issues, right? That the kids, if they come out as trans in school to a teacher, the parent can't be notified. This crazy stuff. These people must be stopped. I am totally and firmly against Governor Murphy and his silly wife, Tammy. All right. And they're just a big ego trip. And they're and they're all writing these stories. Oh, she would be a great U.S. senator. No, no, she wouldn't. And she is, what did New Jersey go crazy? It's not crazy. These politicians are crazy. It's, uh, it's pretty sad. Hey, the other thing, it's very, very important. There's a lot of noise right now. There's a lot of anticipation. I guess the next debate is, I don't know why everybody's freaking out about the debate. All the minor league players are there. No Trump. 
I mean, none of these people have what it takes. None of them. They've been running for months. They've been running for a year, some of them. And I think the highest guy, there's one guy who's not in the single digits. I don't even know who that guy is anymore. It was DeSantis. Is he still? I mean, give it up. Give it up. But uh, the swamp and the establishment and Fox News really wants somebody else. And even the Republican Party, Ronna McDaniel, you know, she should be out there securing the next election. She should be out there um, raising money, not producing a television show. All right. She'd be out there saving America and those silly pledges. And you got to pledge to support the nominee and all these requirements to get on the debate stage. I, I, you're, just, you're, you're not a television producer. And, and this is a silly debate. Trump is going to be speaking in Detroit tonight. That should be interesting. Silly debate. I don't care, but I do care about this. And it's really damned important. And it's getting virtually, virtually zero coverage. Even conservative media. I can't believe it. Conservative media drops the ball a lot. The dirty little secret about conservative media, it relies on liberal media to react to and get angry at. It is true. And quite frankly, they do a lot that we do get angry over. And it's important to counteract that stuff. But sometimes we're not very effective in setting the agenda ourselves. We let them set the agenda and then we complain about it. Well, Congressman James Comer, Republican of Kentucky, chairman of the House Oversight Committee, is a hero. And even from the right, I keep hearing, well, he's not very good at putting out the facts. He needs to be, he needs to up his presentation. Oh, really? Like a cartoon? Another, you want a a, a razzle-dazzle TV show? How about some facts? And after years of denying and Joe Biden lying to our faces, right, no money from China. And then, well, yes, there is, there is actually money from China. First it was Hunter never did business in China. And then it was, well, he did business, but he didn't make any money. And now we know he made lots and lots and lots of money. And we do believe he shared it with his father. We know that he invoked his father's name to basically shake them down. We know that his father in China with Hunter met with his business associates, which is beyond inappropriate. It's probably illegal. And this guy sent him all kinds of money. At least we have at least $3 million, probably more like 10 from various China interests, including Communist Party uh, officials, intelligence officials. Joe Biden is so unbelievably compromised. But here's the new little piece of information. Hunter Biden's lawyers themselves did acknowledge about three months ago that, yes, Hunter Biden received money from China and he shared it with his uncle and his then-girlfriend, Bo's widow, Haley. Totally weird, but they said, yes, he did. And this was good-faith seed money for some silly venture that uh, they came up with, right, Hunter? Good-faith seed money. Anyone's going to plant a seed with Hunter in terms of finances? I, no, no, it doesn't. But the money, they acknowledged it. you got to remember that the money did. And I'll go through the Biden denials. He lied to our faces. We knew that about him in the 1980s. He'd lie about anything. Lie about the basic facts of his life story. But anyway, here's the thing from James Comer. Ready? Press release published September 26, 2023, last night. Comer reveals wires from China have Joe Biden's Wilmington home as the beneficiary address. A wire came from Beijing all the way to Joe Biden's house in Delaware. 
<laughs> the House Oversight Committee and Accountability Chairman James Comer today announced the House Oversight Committee subpoenaed and obtained two bank wires revealing Hunter Biden received payments originating from Chinese nationals. Now, we knew that, including Jonathan Lee. We knew that in July and August of 2019. We knew that when Joe Biden was running for president. We knew that we did not know this. Joe Biden's Wilmington, Delaware home is listed as the beneficiary address for both wires. Bank records don't lie, but President Biden does. In 2020, Joe Biden told Americans that his family never received money from China. We've already proved that to be a lie earlier this year. And now we know that two wires originating from Beijing listed Joe Biden's Wilmington home as the beneficiary address when he was running for president of the United States. When Joe Biden was vice president, he spoke on the phone and had coffee with Jonathan Lee in Beijing and later wrote a a college letter of recommendation for his children. Joe Biden's abuse of public office for his family's financial gain threatens our national security. What did the Bidens do with this money from Beijing? Americans demand and deserve accountability from President Biden and the first family's corruption. The Oversight Committee, along with the Judiciary and Ways and Means Committee, will continue to follow evidence and money to provide transparency and accountability. Now, what kind of denominations are we talking about? A lot. The first one, not that much. The second one, big money, serious money. On July 26, 2019, Hunter Biden received a $10,000 wire from Wang Jin. On August 2nd, 2019, Hunter Biden received a $250,000 wire from Jonathan Lee and Tan Ling. Both wires originated in Beijing and Joe Biden's Wilmington, Delaware home is listed as the beneficiary address for both wires. Nearly three months later, on October 13th, 2019, Hunter Biden's attorney, George Meseres, stated that Hunter Biden received no money from BHR and did not disclose any payments from Jonathan Lee. Evidence shows Joe Biden developed a familiar relationship with Jonathan Lee during his vice presidency. And prior to these payments to Hunter Biden, Devin Archer, a Biden business associate, described how Joe Biden met with Jonathan Lee in Beijing, had a phone call with him and later wrote college recommendation letters for his children. In December of 2013, during a vice presidential trip to Beijing, reports indicate that Hunter, shortly after arriving in Beijing on December 4th, helped arrange for Lee to shake hands with his father for the lobby of the American Delegation's hotel. On October 22nd of 2020, Joe Biden falsely said, my son has not made money in terms of this thing about, what are you talking about? China. The only guy who made money in China is this guy, President Trump. How about that? And let's hear that, okay? Again, $250,000 went from Beijing to Joe Biden's home address, right? When he's running for president in 2019. They had already even started the debates, the primary debates, the Democrat debates. And then in the big debate, Trump, (laughs) he has it all figured out, cut 18, please cut 18. I don't make money from China. You do. I don't make money from Ukraine. You do. I don't make money from Russia. You made three and a half million dollars, Joe. And your son gave you. They even have a statement that we have to give 10 percent to the big man. You're the big man, I think. 
I don't know. Maybe you're not. But you're the big man, I think. Your son said we have to give 10% to the big men. Joe, what's that all about? It's terrible. It is terrible. And here goes Joe. Oh, and when he was saying that, he's making all kinds of faces. Joe's making all kinds of faces, shaking his head, his head snapping it back like, what did he say? Oh, whoa. Uh. All right, Joe. Hit us with the lies. That's what you do. Cut 19. My son has not made money in terms of this thing about, uh, what are you talking about? China. I have not had it. The only guy made money from China is this guy. He's the only one. Nobody else has made money from China. Well, that is a flat-out lie. I've known that was a lie for a long time. I suspected it, then it was proven, and then, well, how was it proven? Well, the House Oversight Committee had all these documents, had all the transfers, had all the suspicious activity reports, and that led him to the transfer, and they got it. They got it. And then Hunter had to acknowledge it. His his lawyers, they said it was good faith seed money, good faith seed money from the Chinese Communist Intelligence Party officials. Right, sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're really a good faith crew over there. And like anybody, he shared the money with his uncle, Jim. What the hell? <laughs> Jim Biden gets the money and Haley Biden gets the money. Grandchildren of Joe gets the money. Uh, sister-in-law gets the money. Uh, brother-in-law gets the money. Uh, more grandchildren get the money. Everybody except Joe. Now, isn't that crazy? Isn't that a conspicuous omission? Right? Everyone's getting money except for, you see how it works. So Joe can get out there and say, I never received a pet. Yeah, I know, but everybody else in your family did. And I also have the proof right here that Hunter was paying your bills. The big things, home improvement, little things like a cell phone bill. It's all here. And that's what we know that this is incontrovertible. We have this evidence. They've acknowledged it. Now the big things, we're still looking for that. And that's about to happen. I'll be right back. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. So you probably heard the news, right? All the headlines. And uh, there it is. I'm looking at it right now. Judge rules Trump committed fraud, lied about net worth. It was uh, it's right now. I'm looking at it on MSNBC. CNN was doing it two minutes ago. Last night dominated the fake news. Right. Uh, and they get what they want. Right. And this doesn't work. Of course, this doesn't work. But. It, they already did the paperwork, so why not follow through with it? All right, these uh, these phony indictments, these lawsuits against Trump, uh, people understand intuitively that they're phony. They get that. I still think it's our duty, especially in the conservative media space, to say 
why they're without any merit whatsoever, why they are fraudulent in and of themselves, these indictments, these lawsuits. But I tell you what, people people are lazy. People too often, I said it earlier, in the conservative media space, will let them do all the work. And then, the well, you know, they'll have something very quick. Like Donald, Donald Trump called it a witch hunt. Well, he said a lot more than it being just a witch hunt. And so did Eric and so did Donald Trump. Junior, and also, God forbid, anybody should actually read the lawsuit itself. It's 39 pages long. Oh, I know, and it's small type. What a pain in the neck. And just give me the gist of it. The judge says he's guilty. Wow. Oh, man, wow. It's all a fraud. Wow. Well, no, it's not. This document is a fraud. A total fraud. And let me prove it to you. So, who knows anything about real estate? Right? I'm no expert, but you know what? I'm actually not bad. I'm not bad. And I can tell you, generally speaking, what a building is worth. I got this ability, actually. I started noticing these things in the early 2000s. And when the first building in Manhattan that went for a billion dollars plus, which was 666 Fifth Avenue, it's like, wow, what a moment. A building can be worth that much. And then there were ebbs and flows and peaks and valleys, right? We all went through. I was covering the news. I was reading stuff during the um, 2008 crash. And I live in Lower Manhattan. I lived in Lower Manhattan, rather, at the time. When was I there? From 2007 to 2017, 10 years in Lower Manhattan. And I lived basically down the block from 40 Wall Street. And Letitia James, who barely graduated from Howard Law School and never actually created a job in her life or I believe she rents. Oh, by the way, even if you just buy one house, one property, you have some insight into this stuff. She said that that 40 wall street, which is an iconic building was worth $200 million. I just knew immediately that she was wrong immediately. And I ran the comps. Donald Trump said it was 500 million. He probably undervalued it. There were some nondescript ordinary buildings in Manhattan selling in that same year that he's in trouble for. For six hundred, seven hundred, eight hundred million dollars. Now, the big one that's in black and white that I'm going to take you through here is the judge claims that Mar-a-Lago, Mar-a-Lago, and I go to Palm Beach actually more than the average bear. I've been there. I know what stuff costs. I know that a two-bedroom apartment can cost four million dollars on the island of Palm Beach. Let's see here. This is the judge. Angomoron, Angoron, Angomoron, I call him. From 2011 to 2021, the Palm Beach County Assessor appraised the market value of Mar-a-Lago between 18 million and 27.6 million. That is insanely low. That is ludicrous. That is stupid. It makes absolutely no sense. The fair market value is approximately what Trump put it at, between 400 million and 600 million. That is not an exaggeration. That's what's happening down there and has been happening down there. They're out to get them, and they're counting on you not knowing any better. They're wrong. 
Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And the parade marches on. The parade just keeps on moving, right? Now, again, fortunately, the people get it. The people get it. You know, we could spend all day going through this thing. Um, we could, and maybe we will. This uh, this fraudulent case against Donald Trump. These people are criminals. My God, you know that a judge that we pay, a Democrat who runs for why do why do judges run for office? I mean, does anybody ever know who they're voting for when you pull those levers for the judge? Right? Who are these people? Where do they come from? They're hacks for the most part. Some very key exceptions. I know two excellent judges, uh, but for the most part, they're just just weirdos, quite frankly. Who are those people? Does anybody know? And they all campaigned. Have you ever seen a campaign for a judge? How does this work? How do we get a guy like Engamoron on the, on, on that bench ruling this way? In the meantime, civil society is, uh, ending, falling apart. Maybe you saw the scenes from Philadelphia. Um, the looting and the ransacking and the complete, uh, disrespect of law enforcement. It's like the, their authority has been abolished. Cut 16, please. Cut 16. Stop for a second. Stop for a second. That diabolical laughter. It's almost satanic. That woman, whoever's laughing, she's the one taking the video. It's a Lululemon store being uh, uh, destroyed. Everything inside is being taken out. Everything, everything. They're running out. The cops can't catch everybody. So it's like the cops are overwhelmed and, you know, it, it, these criminals are getting the best of the cops. But a couple of them get grabbed. One of them gets grabbed. And you know what? There's a big furor because the cop punched the guy in the head when he was on the ground. You know, cops are human beings. You know, they, they are human beings. And one of the reasons why we want a civil society is we don't want it to resort as often as it does to this kind of chaos where force may be necessary. And a cop is a human being. You, <laughs> you disrespect a cop. You know, we, we expect them to be like these monks or something like that. I'm glad this guy, this, uh, this punk who was stealing got punched in the head. I actually am. He, that's exactly what he deserved. 
in addition to the handcuffs. But that laughter, it's going to give me nightmares. Yeah, you know, that laughter, you're having such a good time. Guess what Lululemon's going to do, what they've already started to do? Close stores like Target. No more Target in Harlem. It's going away. You find that funny? Is that funny to you? Yeah, you ought to laugh, right? Pretty soon I'll be hearing about the racism that these big box stores don't want to go into certain neighborhoods anymore, right? Because they're racist? Huh? You going to laugh then? All right, because that's what's happening. All right, they're leaving. I remember, who remembers 2010 when Target opened up in Harlem? It's a great fanfare. It was like a beautiful thing. And it was beautiful. The problem started almost immediately. I remember this uh, this woman. Oh, God forbid. She lived on the Upper East Side, and she happened to be white. And you know what she was doing? She was buying Halloween candy. Buying bags of Halloween candy. Before she was horrifically injured when some punks from the top of the parking garage threw a shopping cart on her. I can't remember if she died or if she was permanently disabled, but it was an absolute horror. And things have gotten progressively worse. They can't make any money up there. It's also, this is not just in uh, Harlem. This is uh, stores all across the country, 900, like 10%. Wow. Thanks a lot, Black Lives Matter. Thanks a lot, mainstream media, for overnight deciding that this is inherently a white supremacy state, right? Inherently racist. You fired up a lot of people with that fake news. There's a lot of resentment and hostility out there. This is a country, this is especially a city, that for the, for the most part had race relations kind of figured out. You know, we're cool here. You were. It was kind of great. Everybody rode the subway. Billionaires, poor people, everybody rode the subway. If you can afford it, don't ride that subway. I told you I was on it last weekend, you know, a little bit of an adventure. I won't be doing that for another uh, eight months. No, thank you. A little bit too tense down there. Not enough supervision. Alan and uh, Chelsea, what is up? Man, I got to tell you, your your summary of the real estate compatibles and that billion-dollar poll, Greg, big. I remember that day. I remember reading about it, and I remember thinking, wow, why didn't I buy real estate back then? I remember Long Island City with nothing but hookers and broken-down cars. So what I want to just say is I've been in the collectible game. I've owned an antique shop in New York. And I do large events around the country. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Wait. Are you saying you agree with the comparables that I went through? That that it makes sense to you? That it's logical? That that's what anybody would do? That's what Letitia James should have done before she launched this lawsuit out of thin air? Because there was no bank, you know, uh, clamoring for a lawsuit of Trump. There was no victim who said, oh, uh, Trump defrauded me. There was none of that. It was Letitia James on a mission. So I did the comparables, both with 40 Wall Street and Mar-a-Lago. You saw those. Do you agree? Do you see the logic there? 
A hundred percent. But don't forget, there's a collectability issue and a historical perspective that even lends to higher premiums because it was owned by an ex-president and one that many believe, like myself, is the greatest president of my lifetime for sure. So when you look at a thing like, when you look at Mar-a-Lago, Mar-a-Lago will be a museum, perhaps his presidential library. So what kind of premium do you assess to that valuation? And that's why these people really have no business. uh, Like you said, if you have no understanding of home equity, home ownership, the commitment to long-term ownership, uh, how many people in your listening audience right now are playing real estate taxes, residential real estate taxes, that they knowingly know are underassessed because municipalities typically do assessments every decade. So the whole premise of this case, Greg, lies on everything you're saying, valuation. They have no business making valuation. Anyone at Sotheby's or Christie's would give a valuation of a Trump property, especially ones that he inhabited where historical uh, precedence took place much higher premiums than any of the comps that you could actually find. So I think this is something worth discussing because it's something that cannot be overlooked. They're saying that he, un- that he undervalued his properties. History will prove that he absolutely undervalued his properties. He didn't overvalue them. Well, actually, actually, look, everything you say, you're, you're spot on, actually, but no, they're saying, at times they're saying he undervalued, he overvalued, depending upon the mission, uh, that he would, you know, say it's a smaller apartment, when it's a bigger apartment, a bigger apartment, a smaller apartment. But look, the market value, the most glaring thing in here is, and I think it predates his presidency, is, uh, this this idiot, this judge, saying that Mar-a-Lago is worth between uh, where is that number again? Page twenty six, between eleven million dollars and eighteen million dollars. Uh, notwithstanding uh, Donald Trump, yeah, uh, uh, eighteen million and twenty seven point six million, uh, which is not true, and everybody knows that. So wait, that is uh, oh, you're right. Actually, that's after he became president, so it might even be worth more. Might even be worth more than uh, than what he listed it here. So anyway, hey, Alan, our audience has it figured out. You have it figured out. And the American people have it figured out as well. It's great because you see all these lawsuits and these indictments. They've just been they, no, no impact whatsoever. In fact, the lawsuits and the indictments are helping him. I just figured this out. They are actually helping him. Do you remember in 2016, what was the big thing that people were talking about? About Trump, the rallies and his tweets, right? The Twitter, the Twitter, right? It was such a novelty. Now, this is a novelty as well. It's keeping him in the news. They won't carry his rallies. They think they carried his rallies too much in 2016. But they're talking about him incessantly. And when they talked about him in 2016 and 2017 and 2020, they weren't talking about him positively. They weren't. They were, they, they, they were, they were doing everything they could. To. Anyway, uh, thank you, Alan. What do you do again? Oh, man. Eric in Manhattan. Hey, Greg. How are you? Um, I, uh, the day you announced up, Charles Stanley died. Um, I was going to call you. Um, but now I'll never forget his name. 
Now, I was thinking about uh, you. You were talking last night about Flat Earth and Eric Adams. Um, I've been wondering for a while because they're going to ask you. Someone's going to ask you when you're campaigning. I know it. Like, what's how's Greg going to answer that question when they, when they ask him? I'm not saying it's what flat, question. It's around, what question? Uh, uh, but the flat Earth. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! They're going to ask me about the flat Earth. I'm sure someone is. Well, well I mean, you. I mean, you're the only one. That you th- you think the Earth is flat? I'm going to say it's round. Did I? No, That's I my answer. That. It's round. <laughs> well, we're all in the, well, we're in the Antarctic Circle, and circles are round, so you, you got, you got it's me It's a spherical, there. whatever. I don't know what you're talking about. It's a sphere. This it's, is the least of my concerns if I should run for mayor. Flying. Think back to when you were flying. Well, I don't want – it could be more than mayor. Speak, what are you going to run for Think next? back to when I was flying. I remember seeing the curvature of the earth from an airplane. If you go high enough, you can see the curvature of the earth. There's well, your proof well, right there. A bandit you were about to set, intercept coming at your head, head, head up. Head on at the same speed you're going. What? All right, R- Eric. What are you? You're a flat earther, huh? No, no, no. I thought the only radar. flat earther I know of is that football player, the one. Uh, what was his name again? The crazy guy. Um, no, wait. He's a basketball player. He's got some crazy name like. Um, they got him about it. I think I know what you're talking about. He's got like a. He's like a god or something like that. What's no, not Kyrie Irving. He, but he's a flat earther too. No, I think that was it. And then they they jumped on the floor and they he took it back. No, there's another yeah. guy. He's like he changed his name to something. World Peace. Yeah, yeah, Mega World Peace or somebody like that. What the hell was his name? Melon World Peace. World Peace. Basketball. Shoot, player. Hold on a second. Meta Sanderford Artest. And he changed his name to, uh, what the hell is this? Damn it, I just saw it. Uh, damn it. Meta Sanderford. He changed his name to Meta World Peace from 2011 to 2020. And he played on the Lakers. And, yeah, he's a flat earther, like you, I think. Uh, I didn't say either way. I want you to think about your radar. Like, you all know, right. I mean, I, all right. I mean, you got to send me an email about all this. It's too complicated. The earth is round. Um the earth is round. Uh, yeah, Meta World Peace. Whatever happened to these guys? Well, you know what happened to him? He retired with uh, $100 million in the bank. He hey, retired with 100 All right, thanks, Eric. Thanks. I'll get back to you. Send me that email. Um, I'm going to be asked about the flat earth. Hey, by the way, I don't know. It's unlikely that I'm going to run. All right? It's unlikely. It's going to be a real pain in the neck. And uh, I would do it. I would do it. But, you know, I have a family. Um and I'm not going to, you know, I think it would be a cut in pay. i got to keep that in mind, too, you know, and um, you can't have outside income, can you? Could I keep a side job? Could I keep my job Probably here? Not. Could I keep my, no, oh, well. And, but I got another job. Could I keep that job? No. All right. So you see, they keep good people, little little you know, rats like Eric. What did, you know, he, <laughs> These nobodies, they have nothing to lose. They have nothing to lose. Well, Eric had one thing to lose, his his residency in New Jersey. Right? Remember that? All right, give me a moment, please. I shall return. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Poor woman was brutally uh, murdered in Baltimore. Have you heard about this? Young, promising tech CEO. Uh, they're looking for the guy. 
They're looking for the guy who did it. It's just interesting when race is mentioned and when it's not mentioned by the media and even by law enforcement. There's a very bizarre kind of set of rules that are invoked but not spoken about. You can look that story up if you want. Uh, Liz, you have something to say. I'm kind of curious about your question here. Hi. Uh, when I sold real estate, you know, we took the test, and the test said that the fair market value of a property was what a seller would, was willing to sell it at and the buyer was willing to buy it at. So it's just an agreement between the buyer and seller. There's no way Letitia James is in the deal. The person who should have authorized that was the loan officer, the bank and Trump. Nobody else should be involved in that. Well, the fair market value, you can tell me, is achieved by comparables. You know, you look at and you can borrow against a property, right? right. And then you base that off not the assessed value, which is a totally different thing that remains kind of more or less constant. Uh, the market value is the more important. And, you know, given what other things are selling for, given the climate of the economy, you can, you know, a roundabout way say it's probably worth this much, right? Right. And the bank is responsible to look that up before they give the money out. It has nothing to do with the courts. Well, it also has nothing to do even with, um, in a way, Donald Trump. I mean, it's his guesstimate, but the bank is going to have their own guesstimate, right? Right. And then if they don't want to give them the loan, they don't give them the loan. Well, it's really sad what's happening here. And, you know, even Fox News, they just said, oh, Donald Trump, uh, the judge said he committed fraud. OK, well, we'll have to see what happens at trial. Moving on and back to our silly uh, debate that we're promoting the hell of, out of tonight. You know, they don't do what Fox is supposed to do. Now, there are some really good people over there, by the way. There are some good people. I like it. I'm a fan of some of them. But too often, uh, as a network, they just drop the ball. They should be fighting this fight. And, uh, Liz, how about that? You know, pe- the people get it. They think they can fool us, but they can't. And the proof of that is Donald Trump's approval rating, quite frankly. We can see right through this crap. Yeah. And you know yeah. more than this judge, and you know more than Letitia James, or maybe they know better, but they're just lying to get Trump. Uh, I'm actually, it's a combination of both. It's a little combination of both because I really think, you know, judges, this, this, this hack, party hack, you know, weighing in on complex real estate, uh, transactions. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Liz, I appreciate it very much. It okay. really, it troubles me. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Are you still there? Yeah. Where'd you sell real estate? Oh, in the Bronx. Uh, Bronx I was a teacher. I did it after school. Yeah. Oh, after school. Good for you. What hustle? Yeah. What hustle? After school, Throg's Neck, right around Marina Del Rey, by any chance? Exactly, exactly. That's where I had my college prom. Yes, that's where the office was, right there on Tremont. All right. Good to talk to you. Thank you. Yeah, my college prom. Oh, boy. That was even worse than my high school prom. What happened? Well, in high school, actually, I take that back. College was better than high school. Nothing happened at either one, if you know what I mean. But at least college, I had a date. I went to there with a date, and I left with a date. Uh, high school, I went with a date, and she went off with some other co- with a college boy. I was a high school senior, and she went off with this guy. I'll never forget his name, Rob Alvarado. Thanks a lot, Rob. 
uh, he went to Villanova and he moved in, uh, like mid, and, and he left her, his date in the lurch. Granted, I was so stiff. I didn't know what the hell to do. I had never kissed a girl. I was awkward as hell. I was just a, you know, I, I kind of played it off. I thought I was playing it off cool, but yeah, she went off with this other dude. And then this other, it's just, a, oh gosh, that was, uh, that was embarrassed. No, not embarrassing. I don't know. And it's so, okay. So, and my and my high school prom, I went with a date and left with another a different person. So, well, aren't you the jerk? <laughs> I was a jerk, and that's I was a I'll victim here. You come off like a jerk. Who the hell? What kind of thing was this? Who do you think you are? You stole somebody else's date. She came to me. She came to me, and I and I was like, okay. And my date ditched me during. Where the was dance. this? Where, where was this? Uh, in uh, Michigan, back in Michigan, Russia. Some sort of orgy or something like that? No, no, nothing like that. All right, good. Regular high school? Regular, regular high school high stuff? School, yeah. All right, well, I see you in a whole new light. You're like Rob Alvarado. I'm this only kidding. I know, kids make it. mistakes. Kids make mistakes. Uh, but I'll never forget that one. All right, um, let's see. And I have to get to, uh, there's the music. The Philadelphia situation is bad. Oh, Target. Target, they had it coming, by the way. In a weird way, this failure, because they embraced woke ideology like nobody's business. All about diversity, equity, and inclusion, and apologizing for being white and for being rich. The CEO, he brought this on. Yeah, he helped. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Have you seen this uh, Cassidy Hutchinson making the rounds, selling that phony book? Cassidy Hutchinson was a junior White House uh, aide who's uh, going around telling Democrats and the left exactly what they kind of want to hear about January 6th. But actually, she's not really delivering in her own way. She's not delivering. And uh, they they all made a huge deal about her testimony. The problem was with her testimony, it was all... (laughs) Stuff she heard from Tony and George and Bill. She had nothing firsthand. Nothing firsthand. Nothing. And then um, she comes out. Well, you know why they celebrated her? Because she's tall and leggy. That's why. They cast all those January 6th witnesses uh, because they looked a certain way, you know? And they thought that it would be hard for common sense people or anybody who disagree with them to criticize them, to undermine their testimony if it's Underminable because uh, Cassidy Hutchinson's a woman and pretty. Who cares? What about the content of what she's saying? She had no firsthand information about anything. How about Officer Gunnell? Remember Officer Gunnell? He's the one who took an oath to protect the Capitol. Kept on talking about his oath. Well, um, that guy was selected because he was a Hispanic Iraq War veteran. Oh, we can't criticize that. Of course not. No, no, we're going to have to listen to whatever he says. Even when he says Donald Trump is a despicable person, even when he's still a Capitol Hill officer, he's saying that Republicans are despicable. It was crazy. You know, that's real authoritarianism, by the way. Officer Harry Dunn, big, handsome black man. Can't say anything about that, right? Because he he said that somebody said the N-word to him. I can't undermine his story. Actually, I totally can, and I totally did. He lied about hearing the N-word. He lied about everything. Uh, let's see. Officer uh, Fanon, remember him? The indifference shown to my colleagues has been disgraceful. I, would, I wish I would have been there. 
as a member of Congress just for a day. Get the hell out of the hearing room. Get the hell out. I can't lock them up for that. That's a violation of the court or something. They all got book deals. Every single one of them. Those cops. Fake cops. Uh, Cassidy Hutchinson. Fake. You know, she begged to work for Donald Trump after he left White House, but this is a, this is now a well-worn path. Turn on Trump, get embraced by the publishing industry. Get embraced by the mainstream media. Get embraced by various uh, hair salons. And yes, cosmetic surgeons who will give you a breast augmentation, Cassidy. We all saw it. We all know it. Wow, it's a new you. Hello, James. Hey, what's up, Greg? Did you notice that? That's not your thing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can appreciate, you know, uh, a good surgeon. What would you have done? If I was to get work done? Yeah. Jeez, I can't even imagine doing that. I just, like, it skeeves me out, the concept of plastic surgery, to be honest with you. Um, I had something done once. Yeah? Yeah. It doesn't show. Yes. Something like that matters on TV, like wrinkle lines or something like that. I get Botox for that occasionally. Okay. Occasionally. All right. There, I said it. Big deal. Um, my wife actually insists on it because I furrow my brow a lot. Mm. You know what I mean? And I have this, I so you can't. You're just so vexed by so many things. Uh, well, that's part of it. And actually, no, it's my uh, resting bitch face. I think they call it. (laughs) What else did I have done? Oh, geez. Uh, something like. With your teeth, maybe, or something like no, that? No, no. Something with your hair. Never mind. You lose. You can't guess. Oh, actually, you said my hair. Yes. I had some hair from here put here. Oh, wow. In the back of the head put in the front of the Okay. Head. Just a couple. See, yeah. I don't have anything from back here that I could put up in the front. I'm it, losing it back here. It's different. It's not like plugs. That's what we call Joe Biden, because all that stuff's fake, and it's plugs, plugs and it's Biden. weird, and it doesn't work. Um, who used to call him that? Was that Rush who called him that? I think he came up with it. And we, I mean, the other thing with Rush, I mean, I'm sorry, with Joe Biden is we all know he's bald. I mean, you know, for 20 years, he's the entire time he's bald. And then suddenly he's got hair on top. Right. I mean, too much, too much. Boy, that guy is really losing it. It is really sad. And I pointed out yesterday that he's not learning from his mistakes. He makes the same mistakes again and again and again. He falsely claimed he worked in the civil rights movement, that he marched. He said that all the way back in the 1980s, 70s, and he got caught in 1987. He had to say, yeah, I never really did that, but my heart was with them. And he's gone right back to claiming that he marched in the civil rights. He did it Saturday night. Uh, lost soul. I think he's a lost soul. Actually, maybe even no soul. There was a report in Axios that says he's been wearing tennis shoes more often and trying to work with uh, some kind of physical trainer because they're worried about him falling. Well, you see that? Yeah, and not only those kinds of people, you know who's worried about him falling? The Secretary of State, the Secretary of Commerce, when they're sitting right next to him, they're like, you know, when you have to spend energy and attention and time just getting through a meeting, just getting through, just so he doesn't do anything, like, stupid, you're not going to get a good deal. You're not going to be, you know, like, everybody is spending too much time on that, worried about something like that. You can't be worried about, like, okay, how are we going to do a, not even a good job, an excellent job? What about the pursuit of excellence? They're just trying to get by. Yeah, you say it's like, in other words, wearing on the administration's performance, the fact that they have to worry about that. Yeah, I mean, sure. And uh, you see you see it, Tony Blinken. I mean, he's lost anyway, totally lost and uh, not fit for that job. He's a wimp. I feel like going down to Washington, D.C. and, well, 
stealing his milk money or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like in fourth grade, but I'm not going to do that. Peace. Peace. All right, James, what's going on? All right. So if I say to you the name Colin Kaepernick, what does that mean to you? What's your reaction to that, Colin Kaepernick? Uh, oh, the freak who uh, insisted on taking a knee, mediocre quarterback. Now he's not a quarterback, but I hear he's uh, begging to get on the Jets. He wrote a letter to the Jets asking them to add him to their practice squad. And since you're so on top of the Jets beat these days, I figured we have to discuss that. You know, is that the right idea for the Jets to bring in Colin Kaepernick. How since old Aaron is Rogers he? Is on the show. How old is he? Kaepernick, he's got to be mid-30s, something like that. Well, I mean, this, he last played in 2016. This Luke Wilson's terrible, according to everybody. <laughs> Zach Wilson. Luke, uh, Luke, Luke is the, the actor. actor. Yeah. Okay, well, Zach Wilson's bad. Um, no, I think, uh, didn't he? Oh, he put out a video about how racist the NFL Combine is. Oh, right. And he likened it to slavery. So... You know, I don't think, and I saw the letter. It's like, I promise to do a good job, and I'll, I'll get there early and stay late. You know, he he's like, what's the worst that could happen? I think he said, or something like that. Take a chance. But he's like, but he's like an eager beaver. I'm going to work my heart out. Well, why would you want to work your heart out in a white supremacy, uh, uh, white male dominated organization, right? According to you, Colin. Why, according to you, I'm looking at your own crap here. He put out a video. Actually, I'll show you the video. That, and I put it on my Twitter because I was so incensed by it. It's crazy. This guy's crazy with that. And what is up with the hair? What's up with that hair? The, the afro that he, it's not, a, it, that's not an afro. I know what an afro is. That's something else going on there, right? It goes out to here. It's like Sideshow <laughs> yeah, Bob. Right. Yeah. It goes beyond his shoulders. What's up with that? I, I, I don't know. I'd have to ask his stylist, I guess. Colin. Okay, let me see here. I think I found it already. Uh, yeah, I did. And let me just send it over to the printers and we'll put it on the radio. So w- w- how is this going over? Our fans, what do they I think? mean, I, I haven't heard any fans of all the Jets fans I speak to. I've never heard anybody say, oh, yeah, that's definitely what we got to do, Kaepernick. I don't think they have really any answers or suggestions right now. But what does the Dino say? In terms of Kaepernick, I he's don't a think sports he, guy. Yeah, but he's not. I, I doubt he would be into the Kaepernick idea. This guy, I have to ask him. He'd be kneeling. He'd be uh, trying to rip apart the uh, uh, locker room. He'd be talking about race all day long, not team, and uh, too divisive. You shot yourself in the foot, man, with this uh, kneeling and this anti, even your anti-football stuff. Right. I'm going to play it in one second. It'll be ready in one second. What's the other news? Well, there's a Harlem Target that's going to close down. You saw that. That's more or less as a result of all the shoplifting. Well, let me tell you, it's also a result of hideously bad management at Target. So this is Kira Fernandez we're about to hear from. Kira Fernandez was the diversity, equity, and inclusion officer. Big, big job there, right, in all of corporate America. Listen to this woman talk, all right? Uh, You think Target may have taken its eye off the ball a little bit? Cut 17, please. Cut 17. One of the hardest things to be in the world every day is black. One of the hardest things to be in the world every day is a woman. So when you intersect those two things, you could easily identify differently if you wanted to for protect whatever. Right. I'm not judging anybody, but I know who I see every time I look in the mirror. I can appreciate my dad's parents and his culture because I experienced it in my life. It was very much infused who I was. But my dad, who was not a black man, made sure that I knew that I was a black woman. Oh, yeah, this is so enlightening. You know, when you, you they should have been figuring out more advanced ways, I don't know, theft prevention, selling product, you know, making sure people don't steal, 
possibly your CEO there calling up the head of Comcast and saying, hey, cool it with this race stuff because you're ripping the country apart and you're making it basically okay to steal. So that's insane stuff. And you know the um, CEO of Target is a guy named Brian Cordell. Now, this could be off because these estimates online are somewhat off. But guess, take a guess how much money he makes a year. Quickly. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, like $10 million. You're not on a game show. That's $17 million. Okay. $17 million. So a lot of the false narratives that are being told about our country, they're being allowed and even perpetrated and, and, and kind of like for powerful people to retain their power. People like Brian Cornell, who happens to be white, right? And he has gone on this big woke nonsense crusade because he doesn't want the mob to come to him. Well, the mob came to him anyway. He was breaking his store and breaking New York. But are they coming for his job, right? Because, I mean, like, I think about, like, the way some of the backlashes hit, like, uh, the GM CEO, Mary Barra, I guess it is. Sooner or later, they will. Sooner or later, these jobs don't last forever. And, uh, you know, everything, what goes around comes around. I don't know. But, you know, in the, in the short term, everybody in corporate America doing this woke dance. See, we're woke. Don't give us a hard time. Like Al Sharpton perfected this a long time ago. We're going to pick at your store if you don't, uh, give the National Action Network $50,000. You ever been to the National Action Network? I actually haven't been there physically. I've covered many events online, but I hear it's not so nice. What a dump. I don't know what's happening with that money, but uh, they're not spending it on the facilities. Maybe they're spending it on Al Sharpton flying on private jets to go to George Floyd's funeral. Insane. And he posts videos about that. It's like, wow, we are really, really gone. It's really sad about that target. You know, because a long time it was like, what do they call it? Um, A food Food desert. Food desert, right. No grocery stores, no box stores. Well, it was tried and it failed. And we'll go right back to the way it used to be. And the community is really going to suffer because people like Obama won't be straight with the American people and won't be straight, quite frankly, with black people. And who'd have thunk it? Here I am, Greg Kelly, WABC, talking more truth about race than Barack Obama. Then Michelle Obama, um, then the NAACP, and I understand that comes with some risk, right? Because you're tipped to, oh my God, oh my, oh, 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 oh you can't, you can't. Better to just avoid the subject. I will say again, right now, if Barack Obama got real about fixing this situation, if he got real about it, the Barack Obama Center for Nonviolence on 125th Street. Hey, remember Bill Clinton? He had his office in Harlem. That was kind of cool. Set up a, set up a center about fatherhood in Harlem. Get real. I would, I don't know. I, You'd support it. Support it. I might try to, I might work there. I mean, that, <laughs> all these billionaires, instead of talking about, uh, the climate change and Ibiza and all this crap, I, get real. Get real. I just anyway, it's 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 so uh, but no, nope, we'll just pretend that this is all racism and white supremacy and critical race theory. And uh, yeah, and um, let's just go along with that because it's not worth the trouble. It's not worth the trouble to get involved. All right. Give me another one. OK, so you were talking about your prom experience, your yeah. high school prom. And I think when you went to a dance in college as well. Right. So this is something that I thought you might be interested in. In Springfield, Ohio, 
they're going to have the 1980s themed adult prom that they're holding on October 7th. And the goal here is to create an event for anyone who didn't get to have the prom they wanted, as often non-conforming people are on the outside looking in during adolescence. This is a chance to build memories in a space where you belong. So members of the LGBTQ oh. community are invited to attend this hey. adult-themed prom. Uh, you know what? <laughs> LGBTQ. I mean, I'm not that. I happen to be straight. I had a miserable time at my prom. Miserable. Traumatic. Well, you could go to this one in Springfield if you no, want I'm to. No, I'm not, but it's LGBTQ. Well, not necessarily, then, not uh, only, not only. Uh, it sounds pretty LGBTQ to me. Well, but you could say that you're non-conforming because I'm, you're a conservative in New York City. You know what? I don't have that never know. I can go out any night I want and have <laughs> the time of my life. I don't need that anymore, right? You don't need that. We can, right. like, go to a prom. Um, all right. Well, interesting stuff. How was your prom? My prom? Uh, it was okay, I guess. You had to fake it a little bit, huh? Well, I mean, not necessarily. I think I went, the, my senior year, it was more like with a friend. So it wasn't really under any auspices, I guess. All so right. Not so much fake. For our listeners to understand, James Flippin happens to be gay. And, uh, but he wasn't out back then, no, right? No, so I didn't get to live my truth. So I'm going to have to check out the Springfield prom, maybe. Although there are some of us who still doubt. Whether you're authentically gay. Yeah, right. Maybe it's a branding strategy. Uh, well, you know what? Um, there's something to that. I, there is something. There is. Right. Thank you very much. We'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, Colin Kaepernick must be banned by the NFL. Now, I know that's he's not officially banned because... Roger Goodell basically became a huge Colin Kaepernick BLM ass kisser, right? Uh, Roger Goodell used to have some, uh, some guts, used to have some integrity. And then he went totally crazy, woke black national anthem at the, uh, at the football games. Just this crazy stuff that's very in the end divisive. And, uh, but Colin Kaepernick wants to play football again. Watch this. I bet, I bet, uh, Roger Goodell calls the Jets and say, yeah, give him a chance. Give him a chance. So Colin Kaepernick wrote to the Jets saying, I want to play. Uh, I don't think he should. And Colin Kaepernick, actually, this is for your own good. Because, I mean, I remember just how horrible this, this, um, this situation was, the NFL and the way they evaluate players and all that stuff. You found it racist, beyond racist. You said it was modern day slavery. So this is a little stupid TV show he was in. On Netflix, because where do you go when you're a jerk? Where do you go when you're a jerk ex-jock? And you're a rotten quarterback, and you really can't do much of anything else. But you did make a spectacle out of yourself, and you're famous. Well, you get these deals from Netflix. At least back then, they were writing checks like crazy. And it's a big virtue signal, I guess, because, I mean, Colin Kaepernick can't act and he can't even, uh, like, it's just, oh, we're out of time? Shoot, I got this whole clip already. Damn it, I shouldn't have been such a motor mouth. All right, when we come back, it's good. I mean, it's so bad, it's good. Colin Kaepernick, the documentarian, he's no Ken Burns, wow. Um, Sorry, I insist that the Jets, you know, return to sender. Send the letter back. Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. 
Oh, wait. I'll get to that. I'll get to the Colin Kaepernick thing in one moment. But first, is AOC this stupid? Did she really say this? Did she really say this about Ellis Island? She said she couldn't have said this. The immigrants coming to coming into New York City today are nothing compared to the ones who passed through Ellis Island. The ones who passed through Ellis Island, number one, they were here legally. And number two, they made arrangements before they got here. <laughs> they had family. They had uh, friends. They had a place to go. They didn't just show up. And it's, let me hear this. Cut 11. She may be talking about the numbers, and we can talk about the numbers, but um, cut 11. Cut 11. When it comes to people coming to New York City today are nothing, I'm telling you, nothing compared to the daily amounts of people that we saw coming in from through Ellis Island in the first half of this century. You're seeing, you know, more than 12 million immigrants that passed through Ellis Island between 1892 and 1954. Okay. Man, she really is as dumb as I thought. She cites a half century of immigration, a half century. I mean, anyway, and those people had a plan, right? Um, and those people did not come illegally. They went right through a port of entry, New York Harbor, and Ellis Island was run by the federal government. The Rio Grande is not administered by the federal government. All right, back to Colin Kaepernick. So he wants to play for the Jets. I think he needs to take a timeout and maybe take a knee and really think about this one because, um, you know, according to Colin Kaepernick, the whole system is racist, beyond racist. It's slavery. It's modern-day slavery. Go ahead. What they don't want you to understand is what's being established is a power dynamic. Hey, did you play this whole thing? I think we're starting it late. Before they put you on the field, All right. teams poke, pry, and examine you, searching for any defect that might affect your performance. No boundary respected. No dignity left intact. Stop it for a second. Stop it for a second. So... No uh, dignity left in tank. Uh, they show a bunch of guys. They all happen to be black uh, football players, aspiring football players on a football field in a modern day stadium. And you have these white coaches like measuring their um, you know, their arm span and watching them run and stuff like that. Right. And then you're hearing the they kind of through special effects walk through a portal and it's like some seaport in 1780. And all of the football players are now in shackles like slaves who just got off the boat. And a bunch the white people, they, they're no longer coaches. They're slave traders. All right? Keep going. They're bidding. Look at this here. Come on, who wants this? 700. Here we go now. Look down. Look down. I'm telling you what I want. So, 
think he says one more thing. Is that it? But he's walking around all moody with a book, watching all this happen. So according to Colin Kaepernick, the um, you know even practicing for football is akin to slavery. <laughs> you should not let this guy in the stadium, let alone on the team. Is there any way you can ban him from the stadium? Talk to James Dolan. He bans people from Madison Square Garden all the time. Figure out a way to ban him. He doesn't deserve to be near the NFL. Why would he want to be near the NFL, huh? I don't know. Maybe the uh, maybe the uh, civil rights activist thing is getting boring. Maybe the NFL contract. You know, he was hot when he was objecting and taking a knee at NFL games, but when you're a civilian. You're not in that. How, how do you keep that going? What do you? And he did everything there is to do. He did a kids book. He did a cartoon. He did. He did a memoir. He did a sequel to the memoir. He did a little bit more of a cartoon. He did a coloring book. I mean, he's done everything there is to do, and he's left with uh, nothing actually. In a way, he even betrayed his parents. He started giving his parents a hard time. You know, he was adopted by two white people. I believe in Minnesota. And he said that they, in their own way, were uh, white supremacists and racists and all this stuff. I mean, man, when he went after his own parents, I feel sorry for the guy a little bit. But as weird as this sounds, I met him once and I was impressed. And you got to watch out for this. It's why fame, fame is like a weapon. So I was at Chelsea Piers and I run into him. And I wasn't sure if it was him because he had his hair back. And I'm like, hey, are you that? He's like, am I what? Uh, you're that guy, aren't you? What guy? And he wasn't really unpleasant. I'm kind of like, oh, he was fine. I was like, ah, you're that guy. And then we were like, hey, isn't this, I said, isn't this Jim great? And yeah, yeah, it actually is because it's this, that, and the other thing. And, uh, and then he gets into a sport utility vehicle. I'm like, damn, that was Colin Kaepernick. And I was like, man, I, I just met Colin Kaepernick. Wow. Um, because people are kind of programmed in some level, I think, I think this goes back to our caveman days that we are drawn to, um, in the caveman days, who were the famous people? The best hunters, the best gatherers, right? The people who were really good at that stuff. And the idea was we could get resources from them. And I think there's something in us because I object to everything about this guy. Yet I was kind of semi thrilled to meet him in person. This is a long time ago. It was like five years ago. Um, it's just a weird human trait. Hey, I love everybody. As I told you, I don't like Colin Kaepernick, but you know what? God can do anything from anything, and uh, and he does all the time. All right, let's take a look. Oh, Sandra, you're standing by for a while. Hello, Sandra. I am so I enjoy listening to you so much, Greg. You're doing so great. Hmm. Like you're really sending so much positive energy. Fabulous. But I have a question and I have a comment. I have a question about Andrew Napolitano. Is he supporting Trump or what? Because he made a comment after the judge ruled that uh, Trump's uh, thing was fraudulent and, of course, Trump is going to appeal it. Yeah, what did he, he say? Goes on to, he says these are indisputable facts. The case is entirely based on documents his lenders and his insurance company produced. So to me, that's like saying don't even try to fixed it because you can't. That was the impression I got. Well, look, I disagree with the judge. Everybody is, uh, you know, they have an opinion and uh, there are legal experts who disagree with him. Uh, you know, I, I totally and completely disagree with Judge Napolitano. I think he's a thousand percent wrong. 
Um, and you know, somebody else said the same thing. Well, the judge evaluates evidence. You know, the judge also is supposed to use his head judgment, right? Not just, okay, these documents were provided for me. Therefore, I must say such and such. It, no. Um, I, I, I think it's a real problem. A judge like anger moron here to understand an industry that he does not understand. And I don't think he can learn it by reading a couple of briefs. So he made a horrible, horrible error. But Judge Napolitano, you know, I like him too, uh, but he can say whatever he wants. I can't, you know, I know you hear these comments. You got to let some of them go. If you disagree, fine. If you agree, fine. Uh, what else? Okay. So I, you know, I think it's important that I watch our competition. So I, right. I watched uh, Caitlin Collins. No, it's important. And who do I see on her stupid show? Michael Cohen. I got to tell you, he's repulsive. And he, I feel like she's scraping the barrel having him on her show. And, uh, and, then, and then they discussed about Cassidy Hutchinson's book. And, and you said earlier today that uh, she tried to get back in his administration. Well, according to her book, she said, Trump going forward will never get anybody good. Quite the opposite. Yeah. She's going to get the greatest people to go around. Not the, I mean. Yeah, she's terrible. And actually, listen to this. Here she is on the TV because she's getting the fake news royal treatment. She came out with this horrendous book. And, you know, she accused Rudy Giuliani of sexual uh, assault, essentially, right? Grabbing her. The most preposterous claim ever. All right. It is so ludicrous. I hope Rudy Giuliani is suing her. I really hope he's got a great case. So she says the most vile thing you can, one of the most vile things you can say about somebody. And she does it in book form. And listen to her. Listen to what she said about Rudy, right? Like, she says a horrible thing. Rudy defends himself as one would and should. Listen to this. The only other thing, Joe, is what you said about my response to all the uh, the pushback or whatever people have said, whether it's Peter Navarro or Rudy Giuliani, I'm going to opt not to give them oxygen. That's what they want. And I think that the more that we amplify what they say, the more danger that that brings. And it gives them an outlet to say those things. I don't have a reason to push back on it. I stand by everything I testified to, to the January 6th committee, to the Department of Justice, to Fulton County investigators. And I stand by everything that's in this book. A total disgrace. You know, Rudy Giuliani, I'm not going to, it'll just give oxygen. First of all, <laughs> he commands attention without you, Cassidy Hutchinson. You're the one who accused him of grabbing you at a rally in front of 6,000 people. It is preposterous. She's preposterous. She's been mugging for the camera since he's 17 years old, commuting from New Jersey. You ever see those people who stand behind uh, outside the glass at the Today Show, right? She was one of them. And she went like every day. Her dream was to be on television. And she did what, well, is very kind of in these days, took a shortcut, a shortcut. Why work? Why work when you can just lie and be instantaneously famous? Why work for it? Colleen. Thank you, Sandra. Colleen. And where are you, Colleen? Pine Bush, New York. How can I help you? Um. I would like to talk about the New York Citizens Audit Group. What about uh, it? I've, I, know, I know something of these folks. Uh, what about it? As we advocate for an end-to-end audit of the 20 and 22 elections, and we have 2,000 volunteers uh, throughout the state. We've gone 
to law enforcement. We've gone to town boards throughout to, the to, state. To do what? To do what? We present our information on the um, inaccuracy of the New York State voter All right, roll. listen, I, I like you guys. I know some of you guys. I, I, I like you, but quite frankly, uh, you don't have your act together as an organization. Uh, and it's been very amateurish, your efforts to uh, gain attention. Uh, I am open ears and open-minded, and I want to know more, but I don't think you guys are meeting um, – I don't think you guys are doing your part fully. And oh, by the way, you know, you got volunteers doing this stuff. You need professionals doing some of this stuff. You need, you need, you need pros. And I don't think, I, from what I can see, you don't have those kinds of people working with you or you haven't hired them. And, and this takes money, I know, and it's a pain in the neck. I've got my doubts about elections. You've got your doubts about elections. I admire the civic mindedness of your cause but uh you know i'm sorry you, do you do you understand what i'm talking about here well have you been to our website yes i have been to your website and you know i mean it it ain't all that comprehensive very it, comprehensive I, I i i beg to differ and okay. i think you got some work to do and i think you need some um some people with greater clout to join your board. I, I do notice this. You actually have names now, which is good people, and they're good people. They're all, you know, but you don't have too many people that I recognize. You need somebody of some recognition, of some semi-prominence. I'm not saying you got to get a bunch of former U.S. senators or whatever, but you need some notables, and you got to make this user-friendly, and so far it's not. I love what you're doing. I think I don't understand all of it and I wish you luck and I hope you keep me informed. Uh, but you got to have something to kind of keep me informed about. And I'm just, I'm sorry. You're not there yet and it needs some work. I really like you guys. Now one guy, he's a pro, but I, I, I don't think you're there yet. Can I give the website? Sure. Audit New York. No, wait, sorry. Audit ny.com. AuditNY.com. AuditNY.com. And in a nutshell, just tell me what you're all about. Okay. We advocate for an end-to-end audit of the 2020-2022 elections. All right. An end-to-end audit of the 2020 and 2022 elections. I thought you guys already did that. Or you did a sample of it. We we did the uh, analysis of the voting rolls from for twenty and twenty two, but um, we need an end to end audit done by the state. All right. Well, good luck with this. Okay, keep me posted. Thank you. Um, yeah, I would love to help, but I just don't. And I'm looking at their thing right here, and it doesn't like. Okay, documents. I go to documents, and it just has a bunch of stuff for me to fill out. Where's this report? I don't see it. Okay, here it says citizen report. Again, it just asked me if I want to give money or volunteer. Okay, that's a report. Now, what about the reports that they did? Voter education. Again, another way for me to think, donate. Okay, got that. Documents. It's got to be. No, documents is just one. Sign our petition. This is what I'm talking about, Colleen. 
You got to get your act together. If they messed with the election in New York State, I want to know about it. And you and your friends here are working on this thing. Well, get it together and put it together for us in an understandable digest. There's nothing here. But you can go to auditny.com. Go to auditny.com. See what I'm talking about? Keep keep going back. I'll keep going back. Hopefully it improves. And if there's something there, I'll be all over it. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, everybody is, uh, well, not everybody, but some of my favorites, Victor Davis Hanson really giving uh, General Milley a hard time that he richly deserves now that he's uh, now that he's out. All right, let's do it. Uh, Barbara, hello. Hello, Greg. Once, once again, the other night on your show, you were channeling our founders, when you showed Menendez talking about the charges against him, you talked about how he seems justified, to feel justified in doing what he was doing and the dishonesty, and that that's true with the Bidens, too. Well, Daniel Webster said, it is hardly too strong to say that the Constitution was written to guard the people against the dangers of good intentions. There are men in all ages who say they'll govern well, but they mean to govern. They say they will be kind masters, but they mean to be masters. They think there need be but little restraint upon themselves. The love of power may sink too deep in their own hearts. And that was exactly the point you made, and we see that ourselves. With these people so self-righteous, they think they're doing so much for the country that they deserve to do these things and need not be questioned. Yeah. Did the movie clip work? I played that clip from that movie, Say Anything, where the guy has been stealing from the nursing home people. But, you know, since he cleans their mouths and makes their lives better, he deserves it somehow. Did that work? That was so strong and so appropriate and made the point very, very well. Yes. Wow. Barbara, thank you very yes. much. Hey, if you wouldn't mind. Hey, Daniel Webster. What? Does any relation to the uh, dictionary? Oh, you know what? I I don't know. There could be. He because he was a very prominent lawyer. He uh, um, stood before the U.S. Supreme Court. He served as a congressman. He was a senator, and he was the Secretary of State. Mm, so that's mind. another bit of research to do. <laughs> but he was quite a speaker, also. Well, I'm and curious. I, Go ahead. By the way, I love what you said about the conservative media paying too much time and attention reporting what the mainstream media says. It frustrates me so much to go and hear the same thing reiterated again and again and again. And then the commentators are like, well, could it really mean this? Could it really be as bad as it looks? Why would they do something so awful? They need to apply the duck test that was applied in 1946 by a Detroit labor leader when someone proposed a communist proposal. He said it was communistic, and the man who proposed it said, well, prove that I'm a communist. And this man, Maisie, said, I can't prove you're a communist, but if I see a bird and it looks like a duck and swims like a duck and quacks like a duck, then I'm going to assume it's a duck. <laughs> so I, if the borders are open and people are streaming across and Democrats are saying, oh, the border isn't open. Well, if it looks like an open border and it functions like an open border, guess what it is? And we don't have to spend a lot of time 
debating that because we need to hear what the policies are mm-hmm. of the Republicans, the people who will support our Constitution. I love it. And that now we know where that duck test came from. Talks like a duck, walks like a duck, swims like a duck. It's a duck. Amazing, Barbara. And thank you all to be continued.